Welcome to Horror Hideout. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Peyton. Peyton. Not Peyton. I'm Peyton. Peyton. That makes me sound, it sounds like you have like a cold. You're like Peyton Skidmore. I'm I'm painting the picture. Happy Valentine's Day. Woo! Valentine's Day, Peyton. Where's my Valentine? Uh, well, it's in my pants. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's huge you are. I don't even know what to say to it's that. It's cinnamon bears. I like some cinnamon. Just, I had to keep them somewhere while I was transporting them. <laughs> Gummy worms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, happy Valentine's. We were going to do a Valentine theme episode this week and then I'm like I can only think of maybe like two horror movies that are like focused around romance. I mean, there's more, but yeah, I'm like I don't know. I I can't think of any. <laughs> oh, good. Good talk, Kens. Thank you. <laughs> Peyton's just sitting here nodding. Yep. They can see it. Imagine me nodding. Anyway, um no, it's sad. We don't really have any horror news of the week today, except before we started this podcast, I watched this trailer to a movie called The Strays. And it's going to be on Netflix. Is it about cats? No. Comes out on the 22nd of this month. No, it kind of gives me like Get Out and Us mixed together. Like it gives me that vibe watching the trailer. Like very weird, psychological weird. It's like a small, like perfectly, you know, suburban town. We like those kind of movies where it seems everything seems perfect. And then like these people move in and weird stuff starts happening. Hmm. Trailer doesn't give a lot away, which that's what I like. We need more of that. Not these trailers that give away every little detail that's happening. <clears throat> Megan. Don't you hate that though? Like all the trailers that literally show all the good scenes so that they suck you in, but then you've seen the whole movie. It's like in this new movie coming to you on June 15th, plot twist, the main character dies. <laughs> Seriously Coming to though, a theater near you. I hate that. That's why I like Jordan Peele movies because you watch those and he's so, what is the word that he is? He's like, everything is so... Easter eggy. Easter eggy, but what's like the good word for that? Like very... The Bible? The Bible. You said, oh, sorry. You said good word. <laughs> no, you know the word where it's like metaphorical. Like, oh, yeah. Everything kind of... There's another word I can't think of right now. But yeah, it's just like very metaphorical. And so I feel like you could watch his trailers, but it has nothing to do with what the actual plot is. But then you have other trailers and it's like this scene, like Megan, for instance, the kid getting his ear ripped off and then she chases him and then he jumps in front of a car. It's like you already know yeah, everything Yeah, it's like the main kid scene. in the movie. Yeah. You know everything that's happening. Oh my gosh, Peyton. Well, anyway, on other horror news, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. That you know. came out last Friday. Oh, did it? Yeah. Came out uh, last Friday. And uh, also, the worst horror movie TV series on planet Earth is renewed <gasps> and releasing in fall. How did I forget about that? It's literally in the cliff notes, Kenz. I'm reading it right now. Kenzie gives me You're a little- You're not on the right cliff notes. Oh yeah, you are. I don't remember she right. sends me uh she sends that. me an email and she's like make sure you're looking at this make sure you know what we're talking about <laughs> and then girl over here just completely forgets what we're talking because about because i haven't even opened my notes yet i'm just kind of winging it right now literally says horror news of the week chucky season three renewed releasing Wait. fall 2023 winnie the pooh comes out tomorrow Do you know why you forgot about it because it sucks it comes out tomorrow guys because it sucks on a wednesday because it sucks that's weird. It comes out on a Wednesday. Why didn't it just come out on Valentine's with it being like blood and honey? Mm. 
blood. I don't know why I thought of blood with Valentine's. I don't know, hearts. Well, obviously, we'll probably wait to watch that one for a little bit. I don't feel like we'll, like, jump right in. I feel like there's some movies that we just wait. Oh. I think Pooh fans all over the place are going to be ecstatic about it. <laughs> like, yeah, there's there's Pooh. I think people who are fans of Pooh probably aren't, like, super horror fans I love and Pooh, wanting to watch Pooh but I'm not. I'm not super... People. I'm not super keen on Pooh with blood and honey. Mm, blood and honey. Um, You know what did come out, though? Knock at the Cabin came out Friday. Speaking Wait. of coming out, do you want to hear a funny joke that I heard? Yeah. What did the janitor say when he came out of the closet? What? <laughs> Supplies. Oh, my gosh. What's the one that you said yesterday? I don't you remember. You said a funny dad joke yesterday when we were, like, going to bed. Season three, more dad jokes. It was really funny. It was, oh, it was like, you said, what did the, I swear it was like an animal or something. I don't know. I don't remember. But Knock at the Cabin came out and I watched Chris on YouTube, watched C3 film reviews because he's awesome. But he did a review. I don't think I finished watching the review now that I think about it. I think I started it and then I had to go somewhere. But he said that it was actually good. Because you know how M. Night Shamalamanlamanum? Shamalamanum. I can never say his last name. Remember when we used to say sha na la la na 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 m night Shyamalan. <laughs> you know how like some of his movies are like not good, like old? Like most of them. Peyton has not seen old. Old was awful. I don't know why this dude gets so much credit. They're oh like, gosh. oh my gosh, his movies, they're so bad that they're good. Yeah, but some of them are so good. Like The Village. The Village. Sign or not signs, Sixth Sense. Signs is actually one of my favorite horror Is movies. Is M. Night? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. But it's it's the twist, right? He's he's a guy known for big twists, but sometimes it's like you don't... Like, for the signs, you know? Oh, these aliens are invading Earth. Oh, I hear they don't like water. Well, how the hell did they make it through the atmosphere before disintegrating? It's <laughs> right? like literally 70% of this world Logic. is water. Not just, not just in the lakes, people. It's in the air. You're breathing it right now. Water. Yeah. No, but like some of his are really good. I think he's just lost steam over the years. Like, old was so bad, and it sucked because the whole premise of it, and when I watched the trailer, I'm like, this is my kind of movie. This is going to be so good. No. And it had well-known actors, and it had the guy, the kid from Hereditary in it, and he's a really good freaking actor. Awful. Like, his, it's just the dialogue that they gave them made them bad actors. Yeah, sometimes it's a bad script. Yeah, it was so bad. Sorry if you like old. I'm str- That's I, how I, I feel about Harry Potter. I'm just like, oh, like, this whole thing's good, except everything sucks oh my that gosh, they say. We- just started watching we watched all of the harry potter movies by the way we got to number five finished five literally took one day in between watching and they took it off hbo max we're like what and then peacock at it so yeah Yeah, just bad script you know it's like give it back malfoy (laughs) i don't think i ever realized how cheesy harry potter was though because i was like i was like younger when i watched a lot of those and i was just like this is so cool and sucked in because i read all the books but now Did you read all the books? It, well, I read four of the books. Oh, okay. But now, I'm pretty sure there's seven. Okay. But now watching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that scene where he ends, like at the end, he like flies off on his broom and it does like the freeze frame. Oh, that's <laughs> Me at the and end. Peyton are a sucker for freeze frames. <laughs> or like zooms in on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can thank uh Heavyweights, classic movie, by the way, with Ben Stiller for that one. <laughs> but I think the good thing about um, Knock at the Cabin is it's not an M. Night original. It's based off of a book. Oh, it's not so an M. Night original movie? So he just made it into a movie. So it's not like he had too much to do with like the story and the plot and everything. And yeah, but I heard it's good. 
so that's awesome. We need to go see it. We probably won't go see it, though, till it comes out. I don't know. Me and Peyton kind of only go see movies that we really want to see. Like, like I want to see that, but we only go to the movies if it's like, we have to see that. Correction. I only see movies that Kenzie says, I have to see that. Because Peyton never wants to go to the movies. No, whatever. I'm not like, hey, I don't want to not go to the no, movie. No, no, no. I know. But you're never like, oh, we should go see that in theaters. I just forget I'm movie theaters the are one. a thing. They kind of like died. Anything? Are movie theaters relevant in your area? Let us know. Gosh, they better not Comment. die. I don't understand how they die, though, because it's so fun to go to a movie, sit there with like a bunch of other people. I want to go see like a really popular horror movie, like when it came out. I would have loved to see that with a bunch of people who are like super fans. There's just, like a whole theater full of just horror nerds. That would be like amazing. <laughs> We're all like dressed as Pennywise with balloons. Now I forgot what I was saying about theaters. I'm not oh. Shyamalan. The next one that we'll probably, we have to go see in theaters is Evil Dead Rise. We'll be there because we saw Evil Dead 2013 in theaters. So we gotta go see Evil Dead Rise. Mommy's sleeping with the maggots now. Oh my gosh. I don't get like scared anymore, but when Peyton leaves to go fishing on the weekends at like three or four in the morning. By the I way, know, I do that. I get like terrified. I'm like, turn the lamp on. And the other day I was like, you know what? I'm a big girl. I'm not going to turn the lamp on. And then he left. I heard the garage door close. And that quote from Evil Dead literally popped into my head. I'm like, nope, lamp on. Mommy's with the maggots now. And then I was scrolling TikTok the other night. And you know when you do the thing where you're like, okay, there's five more and then I'm going to go to bed. And it was literally the fifth one was the Evil Dead where she's like peeking through like the little door hole. I'm like, ah, seriously, anything demonic. Like I can't. I'll watch it, but freaks me out. I don't think I'll be as freaked out, though, about this one. Like, I don't, I really don't get scared anymore. Yeah, Maddie said that it's like, you know how she didn't want to see the trailer to this? And then she walked in at Megan right when they were playing the trailer. She says, like, it pops up all the time now on her feed. And she's like, on Facebook, I don't know what I clicked, but every time I'm scrolling, there's like the all these creepy things that like the pop algorithm up now. Found her. I know. Maddie, we're coming for you. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's all the horror news that we have. I don't think we even have any cool, we don't have any new pop funkos. Thanks, well, Peyton. So we are here today to talk about... You sound like you're starting like a sermon. We gather here today to talk about... <laughs> would you want me to say it? No, go. Uh, well, we're, it's the opposite of sermons. We're here to talk about cults. Yes. Which I mean, I guess some people know. Well, Y'all been right, waiting We won't for get it. into that. Anyway, um, yeah, we're talking about cult movies, and uh, we've been wanting to do this one for a while, and we had to really pull together some of our, our favorites for this one, so <gasps> pretty much, uh, yeah, um, some of these, well, we'll kind of explain a couple things in detail. Some of these you're going to be like, no, that's not a cult, and we're going to be like, well, you know, yeah, it is, so... You know, our I think, opinion is law, everyone. No, I think, though, with cult movies, like, the definition of cult could be different for everybody, you know? Like, what you think is a cult, a lot of people think, like, certain religions are cults, but then people in that religion don't think it's a cult. Or, I don't know, some those weird, some of the weird pyramid schemes that are out there. Yeah, those cult. are, yeah. But then some people are like, no, and Democrats. shampoo. Cult. Well, without further ado, we're going to just start from the very top. Uh, do you want me to take this one? Um, it's up to you. Uh, I I think I remember this one pretty clearly. This The first one is called... Oh, by the way, these are not in order of uh, rating, so meaning that the first or the last one's not our top or our least favorite, so we're just going to kind of... I did give this a five star, though. Yeah, I think we... Did I give this one a five star? I don't remember. Anyway. I think so. 1BR. So 1BR. 
br one space br this one kind of goes by different names too i've seen like you know how you can see um like the what's it called movie poster Mm -hmm. i've seen like different words like one bedroom one whatever so i think it has like different names weird well so this girl gets kidnapped right she got kidnapped right no no maybe you should explain this one (laughs) the girl so she's looking for an apartment so she comes across this place and it just seems way too good to be true like the price is like in the price range that she wants and it's everything she needs so she moves in and she realizes that like the neighbors are like super friendly like there's the neighbors that bring you stuff to your porch that people don't do anymore people don't do that anymore where it's like here's some cookies here's a loaf of bread but super nice neighbors they're always doing like barbecue potluck things so everything's good and then all of a sudden she every night that she goes to sleep she keeps hearing like weird noises through the walls and just things seem really off and then they find out that she has a cat and they kind of freak out about that and they're like you need to get rid of it she doesn't she keeps it and then she wakes up one day to the cat i don't is that a spoiler uh, no, but I feel like we're talking about two different movies, so keep going. Okay, I'm kind of going, like, way too into detail. I think that's our problem. We need to figure out a good rhythm. Okay. Is this anyway, the one where they chain her to the wall? Yeah, and then, so she yeah. moves into that apartment, and then weird stuff starts, it's like perfect world, and then weird stuff starts to happen, and then they end up abducting her. So then you can keep going now. Okay, so she, yeah, so she was abducted. I, I, for some reason, I thought she was abducted, and then she woke up in that room, but I guess she rented it, theoretically, and then she was abducted while she was in the room. Either way, the premise doesn't really matter, I guess. It's just that she wakes up, and then these two people uh, pretty much chain her to a wall, and they give her basically nothing to work with in there, like, you know, barely any food, uh, barely any, like, entertainment. And they're just like, this is your life now, like, you're gonna get used to this, and if you don't listen to everything we say, we're gonna punish you. And she kind of just spends a long time in this room, in solitary confinement, to kind of makes her go a little crazy initially, but finally she makes it through this, like, nesting period, is what they set up for her, and then she's able to be released into, like, the community of this, like, complex. And... These are all people who are living their lives somewhat normally, but under the law of this cult that lives in this complex. And so uh, the marriages are arranged. Uh, Everything's arranged, basically. So uh, there's just like not a lot of freedom, despite the ability to maneuver and walk and talk. Right. And uh, that's basically kind of the the premise. The whole movie is her just kind of like living in that life. And uh, it's got kind of a crazy twist at the very end of it. Uh, Leaves you a little unsettled, but uh, definitely kind of a slow burn movie. Right. It's especially when she's in the room. I feel like it goes. Yeah. Like like a, a big chunk. A quarter of the movie is easily just like the staging of the movie. And, and then it kind of like becomes like an entirely different movie from there, but, um, really, really good. It leaves you unsettled. Kenzie and I have talked about, um, like what, what makes cults so intimidating and scary. And at some point we, as viewers, when we watch this movie, I remember thinking like, well, this is her life now. Like it couldn't, it could be worse, right? Like she just kind of has to accept her fate that this is probably really what it's going to be. And that's the problem with cults is the leaders get you to believe into their system. And so, you know, there's a difference between being enslaved, but also like you have been manipulated to believe that what you're going through is okay. And that's kind of what this movie does is manipulates maybe not the character so much, but you as a viewer. And I thought that was really, really good on um, just the director or whatever of this of this movie. So uh, definitely exceeded my expectations. 
that's when you know a movie, like a cult movie, is like really good, is when things seem good and then you notice like everything and like you know it's bad. You're like, hey, she needs to get out of here. But then like you said, you kind of start to accept things as things go on and you're like, okay, she could totally live like a normal life here and be happy. And I, we got to the point in that, this movie where we were like, okay, like, yeah, it's like totally fine. But then you kind of come back to reality and you're like, no, this is not normal. This is very manipulative and cult. And yeah, it was crazy. I think that whole scene where she's in the room though, you know, being like tortured and stuff. I like how long that scene played out and how it took a long time because I feel like it kind of, as a viewer, you start to, like, feel what she's going through, you know? You feel like you're kind of going crazy and, like, you can just see, like, the exhaustion and everything. Like, it was just a very good build-up Yeah, to that. It, it was, like, 30 minutes of that setup. Like, it was a very long time and you just kind of thought that the entire movie was going to be basically that. And this is one of those movies, too, where when Kenzie and I watched it... um, I don't think we really knew what it was going to be about. Nobody really suggested it for us. We watch a lot of B-listed movies um, that just become these gems. And yeah, this one, this one was definitely pretty awesome. Well, there's a few on this list where we started like, re- like when we, we, blah, blah, blah. we've been watching movies a lot, like horror movies. We watch them, you know, whenever new ones come out, we want to see it. But it was like June or July of 2021 when I I think that's around the time I started my TikTok so we're like hey we got to start watching more horror movies and we started doing like the number thing where I have like we draw a number and it tells us what we're watching and this was one of those and we did a thing I think we kind of got to the point too where we would sit forever trying to figure out what are we gonna watch let's scroll through Netflix and Hulu and it would just take way too much time so we're like hey whatever number we draw we're gonna watch we found some awesome movies doing that that we like wouldn't normally gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. So try that because it, it really helps. Sure. Uh, so Kenzie gave this one a five. I'm pretty sure I did too. I know. I need to start saving your ratings because I saved mine on Letterboxd and then I don't like know what your and then I don't remember what your ratings are. So it's like I have all my ratings for the past like two years, sure. but I don't have yours. I'm going to start well, doing that. We'll start doing that. So pretty sure I gave this one a five. It's hard to talk about this one in greater detail because it does kind of have a wild twist to it. And uh, the movie develops a lot, even though a lot of it is in that initial room. It just so much happens. And the ending is kind of like, holy freaking crap, <laughs> what's even going on? And yeah, strongly recommend that one. So we need to watch this again sometime. Mm-hmm. Up next is Midsommar and... Me and Peyton watched this for the first time on like one of those. It was like a pirated version. Don't do this at home. But yeah, the like the illegal pirated copy. And it was like somebody filming in the actual theater, but the saturation on it was turned like way up. So it's like everything was so bright. And this movie is already really bright enough because there's no nighttime in it. It's all daytime constantly and they wear a lot of white. So just having that saturation turned up, I'm like, I cannot see anything. So we watched it and I hated it. Like, I did not like this movie the first time we watched it. You didn't like it either, I'm pretty sure. We were just like, mm-hmm. eh, it was okay. I don't know why people liked it so much. Well, this this movie was very hyped because the director is pretty well known, right? Um, Ari Aster. Aster? Ari Aster? What's like a, what's another movie that they did or he or she or um, whatever? He's done like Hereditary... But that came out, Hereditary came out after Midsummer. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Like these, this and Hereditary are like his two big ones. It's kind of like Jordan Peele. I think he's kind of a newer 
direct. Don't quote me on that. I mean, he's probably not new and he's done some other like things, but I think the like Hereditary and Midsummer were like his big ones. Oh, he has another one coming out though this year called Bo is Afraid. I have to show you that trailer. It looks good. You did show me. I'm pretty sure you showed me that one and I, I think it looked really good. I, I would say that the uh, the overall vibe of this movie is abstract. It's very, very different. This is also one of the most slow burn movies I think I've ever watched. Like some movies are so slow burn that you just kind of like, for example, like I'm the pretty little thing in the house that that was like horrible. That was stupid. You were you were waiting for something to build up only for that never to happen. And it was just like an epic letdown. This movie does have an an outing in it that's that's really built up but really the entire movie is so slow to get to that point and it just leaves you like honestly it makes you feel like you took a drug and you were tripping out the entire movie like that's that's probably the best way to put it but and um, things that they did in this like filming styles like they had the people talk in the other language i can't it starts with the h sweden I'm gonna Swedish. say but it's like they're like called like hogs they're i don't remember what, what they're called the people there but they're having them speak in their native language and they didn't use subtitles for a reason to make the audience feel more like you know, kind of yeah and like claustrophobic and that like very confused vibe yeah well and so basically what happens in this movie is um the main character she's kind of going through some trauma and uh one of their like college student friends is like hey i'm going to this festival thing it's kind of like once a generation it's very rare when they do it and they're going to like a place i think it's sweden and it's specifically when it's like daytime all the time there. It's and like summer solstice or something. Yeah. So it's just like it's a short period of time where it's just day like from 12 a.m. to 12, p- you know, 12, midnight to midnight. And so, you know, you, you kind of get this vibe that it's it's a little bit cultish. Everybody's kind of wearing like the all white, lots of flowers. Everything's really beautiful. Everybody's so unnecessarily kind, which is just like, you know, we're not used to that these days. And uh, they, they take a lot of drugs. So once again, you kind of feel like you're tripping out with them a little bit. But one person like wants to do a report on the community to like bring it back to the school so he's trying to work out like a way to like the the leaders to allow them to do that and at the same time like the the main girl's boyfriend has a girl within like the group that seems to like him and like the girl the main girl ends up becoming like a well-respected figure but it's just like it's just like a I don't even know, like a day in Woodstock or something. It's just so wild, like what's happening. And you just this is one of those movies where it ends and I have to like go outside and take like a deep breath to like put myself back in reality because it's just so weird. It's so bizarre, so abstract. These movies freak me out, too. Like any kind of cult movie freaks me out because it's not like you can just leave. And that's what like really scares me. Just being like, even if these people wanted to leave, they probably couldn't like one BR. You know, she tried to leave in the beginning and that's when they like abducted her and we're like, nope, like that's so scary to me. What I was going to go back on where we said we didn't like this movie the first time we watched it. We watched it a second time. I think it was sometime last year and we both really liked it after that. I, I don't remember what my rating was back then, but I would give this a four, but I have to be in the mood to watch this one. It's like a once in a blue moon watch. 
Yeah, I feel like once you watch, I gave this a four. Like cinematic wise, it's it's a masterpiece, but like you can't just like re-experience that masterpiece over and over again. Well, especially when you know the outcome and how everything ends. Florence Pugh's in this. I love Florence Pugh. She is amazing. I think this was the uh, this is actually the first thing I saw her. I heard in. she's kind of stinky though. Oh my gosh, she's Florence Pugh. <laughs> this is the first thing that I saw her in, and I Season was like sold. Jokes. I love her. We didn't put this other one on our list, but since we are talking about um like Midsummer and we brought up Hereditary, um Hereditary is definitely a cult movie as well. We were gonna include it. I mean, we might as well kind of include it. Bonus, but that's like more cult like too. In the you have like cults like One Br where it's like people creating a cult and a lifestyle, and then you have movies like Hereditary where it's like more of a like a demonic driving force like religious there's like more to it you know supernatural elements come into play i kind of lean more towards like the people being the cult members you know and creating like the community than having like the more demonic stuff Mm -hmm. but demonic stuff i don't know it freaks me out and i feel like it's overdone so but hereditary was very well done like some of those visuals, like when the kid's slamming his face into the desk, I'm like, oh, or the girl sticking her head out the window. I will never stick my head out a window driving. Right. But yeah, that one is really good too. Perfect. Moving on to The Sacrament. Do you want to explain this one? Um, sure. So this one is another one that's a little bit more just like the people um, creating the community. So this one is about two journalists and they go out to this island. I'm pretty sure it's an island. They had to fly on an airplane to get there, but they bring this girl along and the guy is looking for his sister that is there. Um, She moved there. So he just wants to kind of check in on her too. They're going to document everything because it is like an interesting community type thing. And he just wants to see and kind of see the lifestyle that she's living. And everybody kind of idolizes like this guy that's like the other thing there's like this guy almost like acts like he's a god and like everybody is clapping when he comes in the room and cheering and it's like all about this guy it's not really like about i don't know like it's not like a religious thing it's not well he he kind of like took the good of every kind of like entity government and like structure and he like kind of made like a super system out of it and he's it's kind of like i wouldn't say he thinks he's god but it's like when you See those videos of like the pastor coming out at like a super church and like everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's like we're it's like we're seeing somebody famous. Everybody's treating this person like he's like super, super famous. That reminded me of that Christmas movie that we watched for Christmases when the pastor comes out and everybody's just screaming like all the women. They're yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah, pretty much. And uh He just kind of speaks like his words of wisdom and these journalists are like they want to film kind of the society and they kind of want to, you know, they kind of make it seem like they want to exploit it. But they also kind of just want to like share and like the the main guy who's really curious about his sister. He's super worried about her. She's just all gung ho about this society. She's like, we are thriving here. I don't even see why anybody could ever go back. Like the world is corrupt. And I mean, and it, and it is, they, they use a lot of real life problems to kind of explain why, why their system could potentially work. But the problem is where they're located, which is once again, I don't think it's an Island, but I think it's in the jungle of some South American country. There's all these like mercenary guards that are like guarding it. They're like, these just like just these people with AK 47s, um, 
and then it's like maybe even African. I don't know because they're all they're all black. Uh, the mercenaries are, and you know, and like the the community is mixed, mixed race, and like they're they're all about tolerance of cultures, and like they're so welcoming and stuff. But they finally get like a moment where they're kind of like alone, and like one of the citizens of this community I is like two times. <laughs> she's like, when you leave, please take my daughter. This place is messed up, and so it's it's like there's like a moment of like separation where it, like one of the people who claims that the this whole civilization is amazing it's like no 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 please get my daughter out of here like they're gonna kill me when they find out but please take her and it starts to get really suspenseful from there and so kind of a a 50 slow burn it kind of like once again makes you believe that their system is okay like it, it's kind of working out you're kind of waiting for like the twist and then and then it kind of goes into that twist from there and uh then then people kind of start dying for not you know uh, abiding by like the law and the structure of this uh community and stuff so don't want to ruin anything here in any of these movies so we're trying to be really careful but um you know this movie seems a little bit more straightforward it's definitely not like a like giant twist kind of movie like it's everything's just fluent from start to finish yeah you like end and you're like okay like there's nothing like you can piece together everything you think is gonna happen pretty much happens like there isn't like a lot of like oh didn't see that coming like there is there's moments ending there is but like it's definitely just more straightforward compared to like midsummer or 1br this one does get pretty heavy too like with like how it ends or like like, I don't want to give anything away, but, like, a child is murdered. Like, I've not, you don't really see that a lot. Like, I mean, you do in some horror movies, but just, like, I don't know. Like, when you see that, it's, like, stuff like it, you know? And, like, it's, like, a demonic, creepy creature. But, like, seeing, like, a human do that to a child is just, like, oh. A, a lot of the insanities that happen in real-life cult stories happens in this movie. So, this is kind of like a, a watcher-beware kind of movie. Yeah. It, it just, it feels real. It definitely does. And it's based off the Jonestown Massacre. I mean, if you haven't heard that, like, and you don't want any spoilers, don't go research. Just go watch this, and then you can do all the mm-hmm. research on that. But, yeah, it's it's really sad. And moving on to Apostle. I really, really like this movie. Oh, take it away, Peyton. Well, I feel like I'm dominating the... Yeah, but you, li- you liked this a lot, and I liked the next one a lot. So. Gotcha. So this movie is really hard to explain. To be honest with you, I'm not even really sure what time frame and era that this is taking place in, but I'm going to guess uh, 1600s, maybe. It seems like there's a little bit of like the medieval kind of time, like Renaissance, but it also kind of seems modern in a way, too. So I'm going to say like mid 1600s, potentially. And I'm sure that's written somewhere, so failure on uh, the research on my part. But this is a movie that we just kind of like stumbled upon and we decided to watch it. And I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. But 1905. Wow. 1905? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, the reason why I thought it was medieval is because they're wearing like the people on this island are wearing like knight's armor and stuff to a degree. So, but yeah. they also kind of seemed like they were like 1700s, like colonial, almost like formal attire. Like, so I don't know. So it, it was kind of confusing to me to figure out that out. But this dude goes to visit an island where his sister has allegedly been captive and he 
doesn't go to the island to admit that he is the brother. I think he's trying to figure out how he can earn his place within the society so he can kind of figure out the best way to save her. The problem, though, is that the leader of this island is constantly sought out by the outside world. And so there's a lot of assassins that kind of come to kill this this cult leader, apparently. Uh, basically, the, the main guy who's trying to save a sister reluctantly has to, like, save the the king or the main guy and by doing so he kind of becomes like established and respected and uh like promoted basically so he really works his way up into the system really quick and i think it kind of backfires on him because he's not really under the radar anymore he's kind of like a public figure and uh honestly i'm not really sure what his sister did but she's kind of like she's pissed off the community so she's just constantly like what is it where you're like in the little oh yeah the little head like your head and your uh hands are trapped within this board and people can throw like tomatoes and stuff like that mm -hmm. yeah like she's she's being uh humiliated humiliated and uh ridiculed and stuff but but this is where the whole movie gets really really weird so the the whole time okay there's this there's this society this system this cult and then there are three leaders of this cult but these three leaders actually revere something that their whole cult doesn't even understand is real. And that is on this island, there is this forest creature entity thing. And uh, I've talked about this movie before, but if you've played Skyrim and you know what a Spriggan is, that's what I would compare it to. Just Google Spriggan, S-P-R-I-G-G-A-N on Google and you'll kind of understand what I'm talking about. But it's like a a humanoid forest figure and they they've learned that they have to feed this this entity for the island to thrive and for vegetation and plants to grow or livestock to successfully uh reproduce but the problem is that instead of feeding it they like captured it and they're like they've got it bound and it's kind of like a slave and so it seems like the need to feed it has been expedited but it's also like the the time frame that it takes between feedings is really, really short and the repercussion is way more severe. So they kind of like put themselves in a, in a rock in a hard place by thinking that they did the right thing only to make it more severe, I guess. And uh, the, the town doesn't even know what's going on while this is happening. So it's like they formed a cult around something entirely different when really they're the three that are kind of gaining the whole... I don't know, whatever, whatever benefits come out of this system. But upon the movie starting... This leadership group is falling apart too. So like the main guy, the head honcho, kind of doesn't really feel like it's his thing anymore. And then like the third command person kind of feels like he's ready to take on leadership. And so there's just a lot of like government structure problems going on. And so that's basically what's going on. So it kind of seems like there's two main stories going on at the same time. There's the guy who's trying to help his sister. And then there's kind of like the, the three leaders of this cult and the punishments of not following the rules. Like one guy goes on like a super insane high horse, uh, like power trip. And it honestly has one of the more like gruesome deaths I think we've seen in a horror movie. Oh my movie. gosh, that one scene. Yeah, they like tie Dad. up they tie up like a like a young adult, probably 17, 18, and they like basically drill his brain out. And it's just like but not like power drill, like hand cranking it. Yeah, like horrible. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really say that this is like a gory movie or like super gruesome, but like it has moments where you're just like, holy crap! Like it really capitalizes. It feels on it. real. It's not like the fa like you watch Saw. I mean, Saw like that stuff. It's realistic looking, but like this feels real. It does. Yeah. So this movie, just like when you read kind of the 
you know, the the plot, what you think you're about to watch, it ends up being entirely different in the end. And I think that's why I liked it so much. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically Apostle. And believe it or not, I did leave a lot of details out there. Well, we drew this one too with our number thing. And I was like, remember, I was so bummed that we drew this one. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. Like, because I hate watching like movies that take place in like really early time eras. Mm hmm. And so I'm like, I just like, I don't, I'm not into that kind of stuff. And I ended up really liking it. This was a long movie too. Like, I feel like we thought it was almost over and we looked, we had like another at least hour. Like it was a long one, but right. it was so good. It was. And it's like, it's, this is not my cup of tea. Like, like I like the cult part of it and stuff, but like all the creature stuff, like I didn't think I'd be into that, but I was like sucked into that probably even more than what was going on in like the commune area. But yeah, this one was really good. I love hidden gems like that, though, that we're like, oh, I don't want to watch it. And then we watch it and we're like, oh, my gosh, that yeah. was so good. This, this is I'm pretty sure I gave this one a five. And usually if I have a five, it's like I I could watch this multiple times. I would be ready to watch this one again in the near future. Well, we watched this back in like 2021. So it's been a while. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely have to watch it again. It'd be kind of cool to watch a second time and kind of now that we know what we know and then pick up on things because it does have like a lot, you know, and this is definitely one, too, that you end and there's things that you still have to piece together and kind of figure out for yourself, like very like metaphorical at the end. And you're like, okay, so this means this and this means this. And I love that. I think I've appreciated it more over like the last year or so that we've been watching movies since this one. But I think at this time I was like, oh, okay. But I don't know. I, I would love to like piece it together more. Well, moving on to the babysitter. Hey, we have two Samara Weaving movies on this list. I love The Babysitter 2, number two, but this is just The Babysitter. Um, this one's about Cole, and he's, I'm pretty sure he's, like, probably junior high age, and he is terrified of, like, needles, very big wimp, doesn't stand up for himself, gets bullied, and he has, like, this super hot babysitter, and she kind of, like, pumps him up and builds him up and stuff. So they have, like, this cute little friendship, and she's babysitting him one night, and he goes to bed, and he decides, I'm going to stay up and, like, see what her and her friends do when I go to bed. So he's, like, spying it on them, and they have, like, this nerdy kid there, and they end up basically sacrificing this kid, stabbing him, murdering him, and then the kid's just like, what the hell? So he goes back in the bedroom, pretends to be asleep. They come up. Yeah, so they're going to take his blood because they need it for something that is going on, which we don't know at this point, and he has to pretend to be asleep and obviously he hates needles, so he wakes up, and then they have to explain everything to him, and I really don't want to, like, give too much away, because this, this one's really fun, but basically- It's, it's definitely part, a comedy horror. Oh, yeah. They're part of, like, a satanic cult, and they're trying to make, like, a deal with the devil and stuff, and they need, like, blood from, like, a virgin or blood, you know- innocent pure blood and so it's him basically trying to escape his babysitter and all these crazy cult members and it had like this has such a good cast mm -hmm. like you got king batch um you got what is the guy the guy from the duff i can't remember his name right now yeah never back down the duff um and then you got uh Samara weaving oh what's her name who's the slutty bella redhead thorn. girl bella thorn that's all we have to say we're like slutty redhead we're like oh yeah bella, bella. just kidding bella 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 and what's the girl from Pitch Perfect that's like, like she whispers stuff. Oh, yeah. She's like super quiet. <laughs> but she's like not in this. So it's so weird. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But yeah, this one is like so fun. It's just like one of those movies that you turn on and it's just like so entertaining and fun. And then they made a sequel and it was just as fun. 
Um, the sequel had Jenna Ortega in it, and I feel like that was kind of before she really took off, because after that, then she was in, like, Scream, and then she was in Wednesday and all these other big things, but I feel like this was kind of, like, her earlier. I'm sure she did stuff before this, but I feel like that was kind of her stepping stone a little bit more into, like, mainstream movies and horror and stuff. Yeah. Oh, she was on You on season two. She was the neighbor, the little girl neighbor. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, but this one's fun. I love this one. Samara Weaving is another one of those, like, really good actresses that are probably in my top. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just keep snapping at you. Like, I'm surprised you away, want me to Peyton. take the reins on this one because Kenzie absolutely loved this movie. This one had a stinky girl in it, too. What was her name? Oh, my goodness. You Lawrence so Pew Pew. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Wait, did, what did you call her? Did you say Florence? Last time I said you kept, Lawrence. Yeah, you always call her Lawrence. Do you think that's her name? Lawrence? Her name's Florence with an but F. She, how can she be so flowery if she's stinky? <laughs> she Lawrence. is not. Do not diss the flow. We love her. Anyway, uh, yeah, don't worry, darling. Oh, this is a masterpiece. It really is. Um, crazy big twist to it. Uh, basically, this, this girl lives in this very perfect community uh you would think it's probably i don't know maybe the 60s or 70s era um all the men go to work it's like pleasantville on steroids uh so that that's the best way to put it like everybody's so happy everybody's living their best life it's a small uh suburban i don't know like neighborhood in the middle of the desert though so and everything's kind of like retro uh so definitely I would say like still kind of like 50s vibe and but like I said all the men go to work at the exact same time every single day they drive in this linear line they're all like bumper to bumper they they're never late uh everything's just flawless and perfect but one of the neighbors kind of goes on this like tangent where she's kind of upset and she says just something to the main girl that makes her a little offset and that's when she kind of starts to be suspicious about like maybe why the place is so perfect only to realize that uh the men won't share what they're doing what the what they what they're working for so you're kind of questioning the whole time are they working for the government is it some big secret project um What's going on? Why is the leader of this community so, I don't know, just like reluctant to share information, but he does it in a way where he like, he just like, he's almost like revered and not like worshipped, but like revered. Like he's like the CEO of the company and everybody just loves this guy. They want to be around him. He's the partier. He's the, he brings life to the party and the system. But Lawrence, uh, Florence, (laughs) Florence Stinker over here, uh, starts to be a little bit sus and thinks that something's going on. But this movie just absolutely had uh you I to me, I would be so surprised if you even thought beforehand what the twist was. Oh, it just no, it's yeah. it's definitely crazy. If you have not seen this, go watch it. Like this movie was amazing. Like we watched this. This is one of those movies where you watch it and I literally the next day wanted to watch it again. I'm like, I'm gonna turn it on. I didn't but I was like, I kind of want to watch it again. Like, so good. And it'd be this is one that would be cool to watch too, knowing what the twist is. And then going back and kind of picking up on clues and stuff. I mean, it does like show stuff throughout and you can kind of pick up on stuff. But I just think it'd be really cool to do that. Yeah, I like don't want to give very much away with this because it's so good. Yeah, this one was really fun. It was another one too where like that cult guy is so worshipped and they're like doing all those chants like with him, you know, like... I don't know what they say, but they're just like chanting with him like constantly and stuff. And it's just like so weird. 
Um, next up is one that you're going to have to just explain because I don't think I've seen I'll this. just do everything here. It's fine. No, but, but Peyton added this to the list because he wanted to. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I've seen that. I remember seeing one of these. I think it was the newest one that came. Well, there's probably one now, but it came out around the time we started dating. That's the one that I saw. Gotcha. Is that this one? Uh, I think so. So this is based off of a video game. It's called Silent Hill. And I'll be honest with you, this movie in a more recent time of my life has made me unsettled, even though I have not seen it in years. But basically, the this mother and her daughter get into a car accident. And when they wake up from the accident, uh, I think they hit a police officer, too. I, I think... Uh, somehow a police officer is involved and she's like, oh, are you okay? Like, I think there's a town nearby. Let's go see if they're, you know, available to help us. And when they get to the town, it seems like abandoned. Like you think you were in like some Chernobyl type place. And it's about the middle of the day when they kind of walk into the town and they're kind of just like exploring and they're like, this is weird. Like something's not right. And then all of a sudden a certain time hits. Usually I think it's like dawn or dusk. And this like siren, like a nuclear bomb is about to go off, happens and the whole world gets super dark and all these demon type things come out basically and they just murder everything that they can pretty much get their hands on. And so that that's basically the premise of the movie, but... Uh, there is one safe place and it's this church. And so they run to this church only to realize that there is a community of people that live inside the church. And the leader of this church thinks that she is like this divine entity, like she's keeping everyone safe. And if they listen to her and do everything that she says, uh, everything will be okay. And to a degree that's true, but I think she takes it a little bit, uh, too serious because, uh, uh, you basically learn that she's to a degree, this movie's old, so I'm going to kind of just give a little bit away, but you kind of realize that she's partially the reason why they're in the position that they're in in the first place. So, um, traitor, I know. And by not listening to her, they may or may not kick you out of the church uh, and at the wrong time of the night. Right. So like the, you, you want to be in the church when when the night comes. And if you don't listen to what they're saying, they will make you leave forcefully and it's too dangerous to leave. It's like Minecraft, right? You just got to be inside in the light when it's nighttime. You don't want those creepers out there creeping up on you. Creepers going creep. So that's basically Silent Hill. It's based on a video game. Um, but uh, yeah, culty in the sense that it's the people specifically inside the church that have like their little thing. And you, you kind of feel like you're trapped like between a, a rock and a hard place because when it's daytime you can go out do your thing but when it's nighttime mm -hmm. you're under the laws of this church because you do not want to get kicked out it like when you talk about that it like triggers memories so i'm like maybe i did see it like a long time ago but then it kind of reminds me of other i don't know why i whenever i hear like silent hill and then you talk about the church and stuff i think of um the hills have eyes when they go to that little town you know and then there's like that church and mm -hmm. stuff like that's what i think of the one i saw was um silent hill revelation so i don't know if it was like a sequel or i think it, it is was. a sequel or an adaptation yeah it was like 2012 it's it's definitely a unique storyline when you realize why they're in the world that they're in or why it's kind of being like demonic i don't know it's kind of a far-fetched storyline, but at the same time, it's cool. And, you know, it's I would say this is one of the better movies that's an adaptation of a video game for sure. Well, it's just creepy and unsettling just thinking about being thrown out in the middle of the night with all these creatures out there. Like, that's so scary. And there's nowhere you can go. Well, so I'm reluctant to share 
the big twist on this one because we haven't really spoiled the other movies, but when so I've gone fishing twice now at uh at well, this this place it's four hours away. And there's this time where I just thought that like I'm like, man, I I it's so eerie that I'm like alone out in this spot and it just felt like I wasn't even alive, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to explain that feeling in, in greater detail, but uh the twist of this movie is uh, when everything settles and the mother and her daughter are able to leave, they finally drive home only to realize that their home is vacant. Like she's expecting her husband to be there and the husband is there, except when the husband's there, it's bright outside. It's a beautiful sunny day. But when she's there, it's raining and it's dark. And you, you realize that when they crashed, they died. They died at the very beginning of the movie, only to realize that they've been in limbo basically the entire time. And so sometimes I get these weird moments in my life where I'm like, am I in limbo? Like, am I really dead? But I just don't realize I'm dead. And uh, Silent Hill really, really delivered that to me in a, in a unique way. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it. It like sounds intriguing and stuff. Sometimes like video games, though, have like such good storylines that it's like, I wish this was a movie like um resident evil biohazard that would be such a fun movie to watch like creepy oh, with, yeah, like the sure. family and like yeah i mean there is like resident evil movies but they're they're almost a unique adaptation of the video game franchise because it's alice and really it's chris redfield in the video games and also they made like a weird hulu adaptation or something or netflix i don't remember but it's awful it's the worst thing DNF'd is that the it. one that Maddie liked? Yes. Though? That's funny stupid. that she liked it and you I didn't. I hated it. It's awful. I could not finish it. And maybe it's though because you have played the games and stuff, so you kind of have. It's basically two sisters crying every single episode. Like, it's it's not even Resident Evil. Wow. Yes, I know. That's why Maddie liked it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to see people cry for 40 minutes. Oh, love that stuff. Um, The next one is The Invitation. Gosh, we have a lot of really good ones that aren't like like cult movies that are like demonic. And I feel like a lot of like you think of cult and you think of movies like Hereditary and stuff like that, you know, more supernatural. Like we've had a lot on this list. Maybe it is because it is our favorites list and we like these kind of movies the most out of all them. But we have The Invitation and this is about a guy that goes to this dinner party he gets invited to and it's his ex. I don't know if it was his wife or girlfriend, but it was his ex partner and she has a new husband. So all these friends get together that he hasn't seen in years and he hasn't seen her in years. And it's just like very awkward like you can feel how awkward this guy is and how uncomfortable he is just by watching this movie uh very very slow burn but they go to this dinner party and everything seems fine everybody's catching up and then the host which is the ex-girlfriend and her new husband decide to show them this video so they watch sit down and they watch this video and it's like very this like religious ceremony that's going on and it's very messed up and everybody's kind of caught off guard and shocked. And that's kind of when everything flips. Um, and this guy is just trying to figure out, like, what's going on. And everything just seems off. And he's really uncomfortable, especially after that. But everybody else kind of still seems to be, like, fine. Like, okay, like, whatever. Um, so then they have this dinner. And that's when things go to crap. And we're not going to give any spoilers away. Um, that's the hard thing about this. This is such a slow burn movie. This has, like, the exact same ending as 1BR, too. It does. It really does. Like, exact same. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Which sucks I if you've seen 1BR and you haven't seen The Invitation. 
<laughs> Wait, what? what's the movie we just barely watched where the girl was going to become a vampire? Oh, the invitation. But it's the other invitation. Okay, I, you were explaining this the whole time, and I was like, You what? thought it was that one? I, I was like, you were not explaining the same movie. I mean, I guess that could be considered cult, it too. Could, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I've been so confused about... Well, we made this two movies before called the we even watched like, I know, that I know, invitation. I know, I know. I know. Just, like, you just kind of like blew my mind. Before I made the one BR comment, it finally clicked in my head what you were talking about. It's like about. escape room, how there's like escape room and escape room and the other escape room and escape room. Yeah. They're all like the same name. It's like, can we like copyright titles where they're not the same? Um, Problems with that for sure. But yeah. Yeah. But this one just had like that very slow burn where you're just like, I don't know. It, I mean, at times I feel like I'm like, okay, let's get to the point. Let's get some action going. And when it does pick up, it picks up. But I almost feel like this movie needed to be as slow as it was because it added to that cult-like element and uncomfortable and just feeling like something's not right. It really makes you uneasy. And I feel like that's what made this movie so good, which is funny because I usually hate really slow burns. But I really feel like that's what made this movie good was how slow paced it was because you're just constantly like, okay, like, it's like little weird things would happen. It's not like you're getting a bunch of stuff in your face. It's like little teeny weird coincidences would happen and you're just kind of like, what's going on? Who was the main guy in this movie? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember his name, but there was another actor that was notable that you had to look up for me when we talked oh, about what this. what was he off of? And the guy that I'm thinking of is in the movie Volcano. That's where I remember him from. Okay. I'm thinking about the guy, the main guy in this is, his name's Logan Marshall Green. He was off of, oh, you know what he was off of? The main guy? Remember on the OC, there's Ryan, and then he has his brother that got out of prison, Trey? Oh, yeah. That's him. Oh. How did I not know that? <laughs> I was thinking, for some reason, I was thinking he was the guy that was on um, that movie we saw on our first date, um, This Means War, the guy with the accent. Yeah. That's who I thought it was, but it's not him. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, they look like exactly I, yeah, I alike. Where you're going with that. Yeah, this one's really good though, especially um if you like more weird religious type cult movies, but just just go into it knowing it is going to be a slow burn. You're not going to get action like till the end. Yeah, I mean most of these most cult movies are going to be slow burns, so you kind of have to be ready for that. I mean, even Don't Worry Darling, it's very suspenseful, but it's still a slow burn. You're, de- you're definitely a lot more, like, sus, but for sure. I feel like the babysitter's the one that's, like, jumps right into the yeah, action. Yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> of these movies don't. Uh, yeah, especially the very last one that we're going to talk about, two from now. Like, same thing. Yeah. Uh, now, Strong Independent Woman. You love this movie. Go for it. Okay. So the next one is Ready or Not. I loved this. When I saw this trailer, I'm like, yes, yes, this is my kind of movie. So excited. Um, Like I said, I love Samara Weaving. I think she is an amazing actress. And this one has Adam Brody in it too from The O.C. This one is about, I'm sure most people know what this one's about, but it's about this couple that gets married and they're at this like fancy rich mansion that the family owns. And it's their wedding night and they have to play a game. Like it's ceremonial ceremonial is that a word ceremonial Mm -hmm. it's like a ceremony that they do is that they play a game and the bride draws the game so she ends up drawing the game out and it's hide and seek but it's hide and seek with a twist that she has to be murdered by the family by sunrise and the family believe that if they don't murder her by sunrise that they're gonna be killed and the crazy thing too is that nobody's drawn this game ever 
like everybody draws games it's probably it's like kind of like cabin in the woods where you can pick like the thing almost yeah but she just happened to pick the wrong thing the without one. realizing it and it's like this like insane game of hide and seek but it ends with her dying if she gets found and, and the family is not evil if you really think about it i think they're just so brainwashed to think that like something bad is going to happen to them if they don't do this that they have to do it you know um and i don't want to give spoilers away with this one because this ending is amazing <laughs> so good yeah but this is just one of those movies that literally it's like cat and mouse and they're constantly chasing each other hiding running she's trying to escape um yeah it's very straightforward with that but i love adam brody it was cool seeing him in this especially where you see him in the oc and he's just very like comedic Mm -hmm. very funny but then you see him in this and he's like so freaking serious even in grind he was like a funny actor but then on this he's like got the eyeliner and yeah it's definitely more of a horror comedy but like oh yeah more like satire horror comedy though i think Mm -hmm. yeah this one was good this is probably like my second favorite on this whole list actually yeah don't worry darling and then this and take it away with the last one that people will probably be like this is not a cult movie. Yeah, a lot of people don't like this movie. I think it's amazing, honestly. I think it's just because M. Night Shyamalan movies uh, have these big epic twists. And people like have this expectation of what the twist can be and the potential of it, only to have it be the sole reason why the movie is re- uh, ruined. Like A lot of the movies are good, and then they're ruined. And so The Village is... It's, uh, who's the actor? Walking Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, who I think is a tremendous actor, even before the Joker. I, I always knew that he was a great actor from Gladiator, but, um, kind of a more minor role for him, but they are in this community that is like, it's like this area in the middle of the forest that's just completely gutted and they live in it in these, uh, you know, civil war type, you know, I would say it makes you think they're in the civil war era, I guess you could say. Uh, definitely just more like colonial professionalism like attire I guess but uh, yeah they just like they they do their thing they all they cut their own wood they uh, they provide their own meals their own livestock they just kind of like live life in their community nothing super serious but nobody can go into the woods because there are these monsters that live there that have a pact with them that if they leave them alone they will not come and invade the village and there's these like uh, watchtowers that at the edge of the uh, woods in various parts of this village where if they see these monsters, uh, they can uh, like ring like a warning bell and everybody kind of has to like get into a shelter basically and, and hide while the monsters do their thing basically. So that's basically what's going on in the movie. Uh, only for the main girl who is blind, uh, she... Uh, the person who she loves, who is walking Phoenix, gets injured and she has to venture into the woods to go find medical supplies uh, through another community that may be able to help her. And uh, the twist is pretty insane on this one. Like I said, it either ruins it or it makes it for you. But I really, really liked this movie. It's so good. I watched this back in high school. Like my two friends were like, you have to watch this movie. And I back then I was I was I'd get scared of movies. Like if I watched a movie, I'd be like up with my closet light on. Like I loved, I've loved horror forever, but I definitely was more scared back then. So they were like, this is the scariest movie you will ever watch in your life. So I'm like prepared. I'm like, okay, let's do this. They turn on the village and like the little pig guys, you know, um, come out and I just started laughing my head off and they were like hiding and I'm just like laughing and they had to turn it off. So I didn't even get to finish this movie 
So I kind of had it in my head for the last several years that I hate this movie and that it's stupid and cheesy. And then you watch Scary Movie, like the, what was it? Scary Movie 4? Scary Movie 4. Like, I watched that and it makes fun of The Village. And so you just think of all those. So I'm like, eh, I don't need to watch The Village. But then we watched it and I loved it. I'm pretty sure I gave it a 5. I'm like, this movie is so good. And maybe it's just because I do have that more appreciation for horror now and more of the psychological stuff. Whereas when I was younger, like, I just wanted to be scared. I wanted creepy, scary, ghost, paranormal. That was like my jam. But now I'm like more into this kind of movies. So it was really good. And it has Sigourney Weaver in it. And Oh, Lawrence Pugh? (laughs) No. It just has like well-known people that I like didn't expect to see in it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And I mean, this was back in, what, 2004 when this came out? Well, and for anyone that knows the outcome of this movie, so we're talking about this like our viewers viewers have already seen it. And so, you know, the reason why we consider this a cult is because the leaders are so unwilling to, uh, you know, allow the outside world to be in their community. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's cultish to a degree. It's maybe not stereotypical cult, but definitely uh, cult-like behavior. Yeah, I, I feel think. like cult movies and stuff and cults in general, they manipulate people into thinking. They use fear well, l- as like a tactic. Well, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and once again, I'm being so careful not to ruin anything here, but it's, you know, the whole concept of what's happening is is that. So Yeah, and then people just go along with it because that's what they're told by the leaders and they just believe everything that these people say. So I feel like that's what makes a movie a cult movie. It's just something where like they don't really have control over what they do in life because they have that fear of what's going to happen if they go outside of that. Mm-hmm. It kind of almost is metaphorical if you think about it. Like not with like that's not spoiling anything, but just like fear of yeah. I don't know. I in my head it makes sense, but I like posted this on my I think I did like a cult TikTok where I'm like my favorite cult movies and I put this on there and I got so many comments of people being like the village is not a cult movie. What are you talking about? But like, yeah, if you think about it, the definition of cult movie is it's different for everybody. If you disagree, reach out to us and then we can debate it because uh, obviously we don't want to ruin it for other other potential viewers. But this one's older. I think it's like early 2000s. So 2004, 2004, 2004. Um, yeah, I really like this, though. Like, that's probably one of his better movies. This and like the Sixth Sense and Signs like probably like the big three then you got old blah um but yeah that was our cult movie recommendations and it's crazy it took us this long to do a movie on this because this is one of our favorite subgenres in the horror category right anytime we see something that's like oh cult we're like yes for that. sign me up we just didn't we just watch one and i was like oh if we like this we could add it to the list i swear we just watched a cult movie what uh, was it i thought it was the invitation <laughs> Um, no, there was one that we just like, what was the last movie we just barely finished? Not Harry Potter. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. It was, I gotta look this up. Oh, it was, um, oh, it was The Burbs, because that's a cult movie. But I wasn't into The Burbs, and I'm so sad that I was. I liked it. I liked it for what, it, it was good, but I think, like, somebody on TikTok was like, this movie left me so unsettled. So in my head, I'm like unsettling movies. I think of like Terrifier and I think of those movies that are just really messed up. So I'm like, something crazy is going to happen. And so then when that didn't happen, I'm like, yeah, kinda, it, it kind of made me bummed it's out. It's not a cult movie. It's just a movie we watched recently. 
I thought it was a cult movie. Uh, it didn't seem very culty to me. The de- the literal thing says no, that they, they think the neighbors are a um, yeah, satanic cult. They think they're a cult. Yeah. Doesn't make but, it a cult yeah, movie. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. They, they think. They could be. That movie is so old it. that, yeah, they, you know, if a movie's 30 years old, I'm sorry. Like, you can ruin it for anybody. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's got Tom Hanks in it, though. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that is uh, our list for this round. Happy Love Day. Happy, Happy love Winnie the Pooh. Day. Go over to our Instagram. It's in the episode description. And let us know what your favorite cult movie is. Let us know if you think The Village is a cult movie. Yeah, let's debate it. I'm ready for it. Bring it on. Yeah, let's get a good recommendation list going because if you have, if anybody, if, you, blah, 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 if you've watched Should any cult blah? movies that are so good, let us know because like I want to watch all of them. Like I love this kind of movie and I want to watch them all. You know, and the words of, oh man, I'm butchering my own joke. Michael Jackson? No, I was going to say in the words of one of the Olsen twins. I'm trying to think of what her... Mary-Kate? Ashley? No, but the Full House version of their name. Oh, Michelle? Michelle. In the words of Michelle Tanner, you got it, dude. (laughs) Well, happy love day, everybody. Go eat some food and snacks and kiss your loved ones or just kiss yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you don't... Make sure you don't kiss yourself in all the wrong places. And with that being said, cue outro music.